welcome to The Confessional. I'm Mike Moran. Tell us your deepest, your creepiest, your funniest. Confess to us. No one's listening. Hey, everybody. Welcome to The Confessional. My name is Mike Moran, and I'm joined, as always, by my trusty producer, of whom I am his client, my good my good friend, Jimmy Seleski. Jimmy, how are you? I'm doing well, man. Just protecting the interests of my clients. I appreciate that. Yeah. You have my best interest at heart. Mm-hmm. Um, I, uh, you and I were just recording a little music that's going really well. Uh, if you wanted to call that recording, I think we spent well, about forty-eight minutes right. trying to figure out how to get my computer to work, and that's that's called making music. Yeah, that's yeah. what I call music. Yeah, this wasn't what I envisioned when I, you know, pictured like <laughs> Def Leppard in the studio in the eighties <laughs> hanging out. I'm imagining Def Leppard would have had some trouble figuring out the computer as well. Right, how it wasn't invented yet. So we're on par with them. All right, okay. Um, Jimmy, yes. if people want to find the confessional, where should they look? <laughs> <laughs> All right, bear with me here. If you do want to find the confessional, uh, your first stop is going to be facebook.com slash confessional podcast, where you will find weekly posts for the topics. You can submit your own confessionals, mm-hmm. either publicly or privately. And uh, if they're good enough, or if we just have a couple... (laughs) If you're not a total moron. (laughs) We will read them live on the episode. Uh, You can also find this podcast wherever podcasts are found. Right. Spotify, Google uh, Plus. Is Google Plus a thing? No. Google Plus. Google Play. Google Google Play. Play. Apple Podcasts. That's your podcast app on your phone. Right. Everything across the board, confessional podcast. Yes. And... uh, How's uh, how's your music going, Jimmy? It's going well. I actually uh, we're we've been working on a song for the better part of a year now. We obviously had a a, a bump in the road from COVID. Um, from what? COVID. Not familiar. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a uh, yeah. It's a little esoteric, but uh, we we were we actually just sent out all the stems for the guitar, the bass, the drums. We got everything done mm-hmm. last night. Sent it to the producer. I have a producer. Wow. Yeah, I know. I have a you're, producer. That's probably who I should be working with then, right? <laughs> exactly. I mean, you're going to somebody else. Yeah. My producer has a producer. <laughs> it's just it's levels to this. Uh, All right. Yeah, so uh, I think we're going to line up a vocal session. And actually... I think that uh, against all odds, I think I'm going to record my vocals in the very mic that we're using really? right now. Really? This it's very a, one? It's called an SM7B, and the little-known fact, Michael Jackson recorded the entire Thriller album on this microphone. Wow, so you have a microphone from 1982. Yes, and uh, you have to take the windscreen on. You can hear how much more clear my voice is. But this is a really good mic. All right. It's a good mic. Uh, Joe Rogan uses it for podcasts. But more importantly... Mike Moran uses it yeah. for podcasts. I think that's why he uses it. He heard about I me. I think so, too. Now, Jimmy, our guest today, who is here to discuss youth subcultures, mm-hmm. this is my cousin, good I friend, believe you. Aaron. I, I thought I was here as an expert witness, <laughs> not as a guest. <laughs> dun, dun, I, I thought that's dun. why I was in- what, what was the court one where uh, it was like reenactments of trials? Do you remember that? 
It was like dramatizations. There's there's like Judge Wapner, and then there was like one where it was actors being in Is the court. Is this a show or a case or it, both? <laughs> both. It was no. It was reenactments of real cases uh, in the court case. Yes. Uh. It was a show. Okay, it was a show. Oh was it God. like a show or a show trial or a, it was a, a televised it, okay. trial? Or? It was like a regular show, an old-fashioned actors, okay. cut, action, all that stuff. That sounds like a lot of them. But it's just court cases, <laughs> and it's it's basically like wrestling, except for I, I believe they were reenactments of actual court cases. That could be anything. I do not recall. <laughs> All right. Moving on. <laughs> uh, youth subcultures, Aaron. What's, uh, what made you to decide to do that topic? Um, God, yeah. I feel like, and I mean, like, I, like, I don't know if, if they're dead or not. I have Right, right. That's, that's what we were discussing. Yeah. Maybe Jimmy can help us with this because he was born in 2007. Yes. Uh, do when we were when we were youngsters, Mm -hmm. you could very clearly see the trends of subcultures throughout the years. You had like maybe three or four within a high school, generally, right? Yeah, you had like your punks, yeah, your preps, your uh, your beekeepers, beekeepers, big big fad back in the day. Um, what else? You'd have like your goths, like an emo kid, skaters. Yeah. Scene. You had your scene. Yeah. No, that was after us. I think. I never. Yeah, did. that's oh. why I would put like oh, the hipsters. Like, right. yeah. Hipsters. But then it turned a... into hipsters. Yeah. Rock climbers. Like grunge kids. Like Crunchies. with the '90s, it was definitely like the flannel. Right. Right. Um. Yeah. Early '90s. Yeah, and then it well, like well, the very early '90s were still the '80s, pretty much. Yeah. Like '91, like '90 were still like hair metal and, uh, you yes. Know, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then and there's then like the... Pre- there's a big, big change once Nirvana hit. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's that's the biggest cultural shift I've been aware of in my life. And it wasn't just music. Like, it was like everything. Like, everything seemed to take like a darker tone after that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that lasted the majority of the 90s. But then there's a big shift in the other direction with like the boy bands and Britney Spears and whatnot, and everything got all shiny and bright again. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would just put that with like pop. Right, right. But um, I feel like it was for a long time there, the 80s were so hated in the 90s. There's such a massive backlash that like anything shiny and bright and happy was just mm-hmm. not welcome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but in the 2000s, people loved the 80s. VH1 had I Love the 80s yeah. on there. That I, was feel like, I still love the 80s, like, like uh, New Wave and all that. Yeah, oh, yeah, there was, was great, great stuff in yeah. the 80s, but it got so like garish and uh, just just overblown like by 90, 91, that it was like, we need to strip this down to guitars and flannel. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's, uh, let's start with a confession here. This is from... Mudit Verma, Clarksville, Maryland. Okay. I was a painfully average closeted juggalo poser that usually made honor roll and was best of JV, but worst of varsity. My interest in ICP came from an inability to fight, I'm sorry, to fit in to either the rock crowd or the rap crowd in middle school. I was drawn to the term juggalo. (laughs) 
because the culture seemed easy and animated, much like my comedy today. Other musical influences include Linkin Park, Korn, and Slipknot. Yeah, that uh, actually, I was thinking about um, like the whole Juggalo thing when, uh, like, after we um, kind of like texted out, because I think they're almost, I mean, at least to me, I mean, we are living, you know, we both grew up in Baltimore, and I think I didn't really until high school. Oh, that's true, like Virginia, but you're still like, you yeah. know, um, the Baltimore metro DC area right kind of like i mean i, I, I don't I, know I, I actually have a juggalo story that's why right. I, I, like a shocking a juggalo, juggalo story, story on lifetime so, um, so i had a friend um who um was from baltimore and her parents divorced and she stayed here um with her dad mm. and her mom met somebody um in minnesota and she moved to minnesota so um that was when I was like 16 and we met in high school. And so um, when I was like 17, I went to Minnesota to visit her and um, just for like a week. And um, she starts playing this music and they're talking about like jugglers. And it was, I was just like, <laughs> no, nah. I was like, what is this? And like, like clowns. And it was like, get the fuck out of here if you ain't down with the clown. I was like, what, what is this? You're like, do I have to leave? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure if I'm down with the clown. Was it, was it the song Down with the Clown? Because that was the only one I ever heard when I was in high school. I, I think it was, it was, it was I whatever that song. I heard that in Bush Tolly's van with his mom. I, it was whatever that song was. I'm thinking like, what the fuck is this? And then like all her friends were into it. And like, I, I just didn't know... Right. Like I was like, what is this? I've never heard this before. And then like <laughs> it turns out that there's this like whole subculture. Sure. And I just kept hearing like more and more like here and there. And uh, did you ever see uh, Killer Mike's uh, trigger warning? No. Oh, so Killer Mike um, did this whole like comedy thing. It's on Netflix. It's called Trigger Warning. And um kind of brings all these weird characters together some of them are jugglers and apparently they're now um considered like a terrorist organization. Uh, they're considered a gang they've been listed as a gang, gang yes really. yes so i'm just like and, and like the whole i i don't know i can't I, I can't relate to them like they're a little like i don't know like the rap version of Marilyn. yeah kind of like, like goth meets hip-hop yeah i i just and like the the jeans and they're also into like some kind of like like Midwestern soda? Fago. Fago, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Which I actually saw at Aldi's the other day. Really? Yeah, it's the first time I've ever seen it. Oh, I should have looked. I wasn't in the, I was just there. I wasn't in the market for soda. So, yeah. We're I not trying to brag about our shop. And, <laughs> and then, like, they have, like, the gathering of the jugglers. I sound right. like a freaked out, like, like oh somebody's parent. Like, don't I? <laughs> You're going to show up with Bible tracks. <laughs> 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 the chick. Uh, yeah. We should do an episode Ch on that. Chick tracks? Is that what they're called? Chick. Uh, something. Chick tracks or something. Ch I think it's chick, but yeah, those are that's a whole other nineties yeah, thing. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I I just like that's it. Just didn't. It's. I feel like it's it's that's really like actually a good example right, of the subculture. Right. And it's like different ages and actually uh -huh. different like political affiliations. Yeah. yeah, and, yeah. Um, like they have their own like different classes, you yeah, know, like yeah. very, very, yeah. 
like yeah like rich kids in minnesota Mm -hmm. and then just kind of like you know um like yeah i'll tell you i uh i'm i'm not into that but i'm okay with it i think that's like it's pretty impressive that they created that and it's like pretty creative too you know i could see i could see myself being into that uh, under different circumstances you know what I mean, and I ho- I find the whole fast the whole phenomenon fascinating. I listened to Violent J, who is uh, one half of the Insane Clown Posse. I listened to his audio book on YouTube. He wrote a book. It is the greatest say? thing I've ever listened to in my <laughs> life. Oh my god, dude! This is what's mind blowing about it. He's literally like a schizophrenic person who started a cult, pretty much. Yeah, that's what they're kind of like a cult, yeah, aren't yeah. they? Yeah, he's, he's literally like hallucinates and, and sees things. And the whole thing is based around what he calls the dark carnival. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, what is that exactly? He had a uh, I mean, a it's kind of like Marilyn Manson's like dope show thing. Yeah, kind of, but, like but, but more cartoony. More like uh, that Manson dropped that? Yeah, I, I think. Like, what do you mean? I only really listened to like his first two albums. Was it like... Portrait of an American yeah. Family. And, uh, Antichrist Superstar? No, not Antichrist Superstar. It was the one with Sweet Dreams. Oh, yeah. That one Smells was like, like children. Yeah, that wasn't really an album. That was I like love a, that one. It was so like bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it was like some remixes and some covers yeah, and stuff. It was, it was great. Um, I'll Put a Spell on You was there. Yeah, yeah. It was like some covers and stuff yeah, on there. Yeah. But yeah, the, the whole like dope show thing, like I wasn't quite sure what it was because that was when he was like a little Willy Wonk. I think he dropped the whole Willy Wonka thing too. Yeah, he went through like, uh, yeah, he was like a Willy Willy Wonka nightmare character for a while, and then he was the the he got he was like glam. <laughs> well, in between, he did like a Nietzsche Ubermensch thing with Antichrist Superstar. I would still consider that like his when he got kind of mainstream and glam though. But he got really glam with yeah. mechanical animals. Yeah, because he was wearing that like uh, half shoulder David Bowie. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I never listened to any of like the Antichrist Superstar. That's good. Stuff. So it was uh, mechanical animals. Um, okay, so back to to juggalos. What was the question again? I don't. There's no question. Oh, juggalos. Jimmy, yeah. what are you, what are your thoughts? Do you have juggalo experience? I didn't know you could be a closeted juggalo. I thought that that was a pretty outward uh, fashion trend. Well, I'll I'll tell you this. I was kind of a closeted goth in some ways. Like I didn't I didn't want to do the whole thing. Yeah, but I wanted to, you know. Like, oh, I did it. I did it. Yeah, so I remember. You, you, yeah. you were a goth sympathizer. I remember like seeing <laughs> seeing Mar- a Marilyn Manson video. You, you were goth adjacent. No, I was I was scared to come out. I remember seeing a, a Marilyn Manson video and being like, "This rocks!" And but I don't, I can't tell my friends because for some reason they decided that Marilyn Manson sucks. And we oh, just I saw him punk. live when they played with Nine Inch Nails. He was great. See, and like, nobody always, was there. Right, right. That was early on, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I always associated uh, these things like Juggalo, Goth, things like that, Prep. I always associated those with the fashion. I thought that the fashion, like the, right, the dress, right. was the most important thing. So, like, if you're a Juggalo, but you're not. Wearing the the Jenkos and and clown makeup and it's like are you oh really yeah Jenko jeans oh yeah I are remember you really Jankos. a juggalo if you're not yeah. doing that it's like are you really emo if you just have a haircut like me what if I, I told know. you I was emo would you believe me I was like Mike I'm emo no dude. I wouldn't no. believe you you're <laughs> like way too <laughs> you're way too much of a bro for that there's no chance 
I'm closeted emo, dude. Well, maybe. I, just don't, I don't buy look, it from this guy. Look, we have all had times in our lives, and I think we still do, where we don't want to admit that we're into something because we think we're going to be judged and we're not going to be cool. My, I had an epiphany the other day when my friend's little girl, who's three, was like playing with some toys, and she like picked one up, and she's like, Mom, is this for babies? Mm. And I'm thinking, like, does that ever leave us? I still have things where it's like, I don't want to tell everybody how into this I am because it's for babies. Yeah. And I'll look like an idiot. <laughs> am I wrong about that? Um, For me, like, not so much. I'm really <laughs> just kind of like... There, there's nothing that you hide... Um, only for like work reasons. Right, right. Yeah, you don't want to wear your juggalo makeup to work. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anything I feel like would jeopardize my license. Right, um, right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I get better as it, at it as I get older, but I, I'd be lying if I said I don't still have some of that social fear inside of me at times, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. You agree, Jamie? I, yeah, I I do. I do agree. I'm trying. I'm currently Tell us something that you're into that you will not always admit to in public. That's what I was literally trying to think of in my mind. Um, and I, I, I can't think of anything. I, I know there are things, but it's like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I feel right. like everything I like is cool, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's a curse, man. It's a curse. You know, everything I like is just so cool. Well, you, you're into like a lot of you're surrounded by like a lot of hipster musicians and stuff, and you're you're admittedly in, into stuff that that like a lot of the snobs would look down on, right? Yes. Like, so, so actually, that's a good point. So, with being a musician and being in that circle, when the conversation comes up where everybody talks about like their influences and sure, things like that, sure. I feel like uh, you're uh, like Beethoven. Yeah, yeah. I'm like. Uh, <laughs> Like, like, I'll Miles say, like, Davis. They're like, you know, what was like the first album that like, sh- like showed you music? And I'm like, I don't know, Matchbox Twenty, right, yourself right. or someone like you, yeah. like fucking Goo Goo Dolls, yeah. Iris by the Goo Goo Dolls, great song. And then like, you know, I feel like I'm supposed to say like cooler stuff. Right. I feel like I'm Exa- supposed that's to be exactly like, what I'm talking yeah. about. That's yeah. exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. Oh, not a shame. But the thing is, it's like I outwardly when I'm at gigs, I play that music, right. and everyone likes it. It's like one of those things was like. Everyone likes that kind of music, that like kind of like '90s pop rock, you know, that kind of stuff. When you're uh, at a bar, that's what you want to hear, or that's what the general public wants uh-huh, to hear. Right. When you're out at a bar yeah. in Fell's Point, you know, they don't want to hear some obscure freaking song by the Smiths. I might, I like the Smiths, mm-hmm. but you know, I'm not going to play their entire catalog at Riptide in Fell's Point. Sure. Just, it, you know, it's like, you know, so yeah, like next to a uh, $5 bucket of beer and yeah, exactly. 50 cent wings. That just doesn't mix well. Exactly. So and a it's big like buck hunter machine. So it's like, I'm not ashamed to admit it, but in those conversations when you're, I, I feel like, uh, you know, I, I've tried to come up with cooler answers, mm, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm lucky. I just have to say Ravi Shankar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they just, just knock it out of the park without it. <laughs> I feel like Faith No More is a good go-to for me because it's like, for some reason, they're accepted in the by the cool people, you know? Yeah, yeah. Even Faith like, No More was good. Yeah, like, I know. We, we care a lot. No, I love Faith song. No More. I love Faith No More, but I feel like that's one I can throw out there if I'm surrounded by snobs and I, I don't want to like sound too mainstream, you know, but like... Sometimes you just gotta lean into it. Sometimes I know. You're like I love Maroon Five. That's my favorite band. And just just say it and just see what they say. 
like like old Maroon Five, and I'm people, like, like no, people, no, new Maroon Five. Their most recent hit starring Halsey, Bruno Mars. I love it. That's music. People like that would make you. I think like people would feel more comfortable with right. you because then that opens the door for them to be vulnerable and admit that they like you know kind of cheesy things too. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. I think that's actually like a good thing. If what, you said my that. what's the cheesiest ever? band you like that you genuinely like? Oh God, I'm trying to just think of kind of the most recent. You know what? I like I like some of the Struts songs actually. I don't know the okay. stretch. The Struts. The Struts. Oh yeah, yeah, they're yeah. good. What they're do good. they do? Like um, prima donna. Do you want to be a prima donna with me mm-hmm. tonight? I don't know that one. I'm trying to think of a song they do. Even that is prima donna. You're already yeah. going for the old. Mm-hmm. I only listen well, to prima donna. Like someone. Who's I know. I'm just kidding. Even your embarrassingly cheesy mainstream band is still right. Right. Unknown. My, my. <laughs> oh no! You're right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, my my most uh, embarrassing one is um, um, uh, I'm trying to think of like some super obscure thing that's still yeah. Cool. <laughs> Who was that guy that stabbed himself to death? Uh, every Japanese samurai? No, 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 not so. A juggalo? No, no, <laughs> Elliot Smith. Elliot Smith. That's my most mainstream, and I, I only listen to his old stuff. Too. Huh? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yep. Huh. Okay. So wait, do we uh, sufficiently address? I think so. We added that was a closeted juggalo. Muted, muted Verda. All right. Uh, Whitney Lee from Lexington, Kentucky says D and D nerds, drama club nerds, and I was very briefly sucked into rave culture. Oh yeah, ravers. I only got into it for a guy I was dating at the time. I tried to be game. I bought the glow sticks and wore the body glitter. I had a pair of Jinko jeans. You could hide a small army in. But I always found the whole thing kind of depressing. I was grateful to lose the guy and the scene. Mm. Rave culture. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. There's something I kind of like about, like, rave culture had, like, good ideals, yeah. I think. Well, what, um, what were the ideals of rave what culture? What was it? Respect. Um, <laughs> really? I didn't know there was abstinence. a code of <laughs> there was virginity abstinence. and extra uh, abstinence. <laughs> what was it? Oh, something unity. What? There, so the, where is there's like a bill of rights for the? <laughs> was, I thought like now I'm trying to think. I feel like it was respect, unity, love, or something. Oh, I thought it was gonna be an acronym for rave and drop uh, drop people off at the emergency room. <laughs> well, and well, I feel acid, like that's probably. more grunge, um, right? Because it was more, I feel, I feel like, oh, I, you thought it was I, like, like ecstasy is, yeah, I yeah. think, a rave. Um, heroin oh, yeah. is more like, you know, right. well, nodding yeah, off in the is corner. more fun than heroin, I think. Yeah. No um, way. Huh? No way. No well, way. I, yeah, I guess people get way more addicted to yeah, it. Yeah, so it's got to be something behind yeah, that. Yeah. You don't get, I don't see anybody leaning on, in, on Baltimore Street off of ecstasy. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, there, there's something I think is like kind of. Just fun and you know idealistic. I, I think out of like all like all the kind of '90s subcultures, sure. at least it's it's definitely the most kind of at, at least as like stereotypes. I'm not talking about like individual experiences here, but like 
you know, it's a stereotype. It's, you know, kind of idealistic and fun and kind right. of like the 90s version of the 60s. Mm-hmm. You know, the drugs, music, like everybody's dancing. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, um, I, but, I think so, a lot of body painting, like, you know, sure. light shows. Yeah, <laughs> lots of light and shiny things. And, yeah. But even that was like kind of had a darkness to it. Like it, it was like dark, shiny. Like Woodstock 99? Was that rave? No. 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 Um, that was no. It wasn't a rave. No. <laughs> was just, uh, they had like that was like new metal. Yeah. yeah. But it, but that was like late. Oh, ninety nine. Wasn't that one like a disaster? Yeah. 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 That's yeah. what I was gonna say. Yeah. yeah I think like people got and... raped and it was mm. just like a lot of yucky. Stuff yeah, yeah, everything there. got burned down, and it was. Just, I think there's a new documentary out on it that I really want to see. Mm-hmm. Limp Biscuit was there, which was oh, probably well, that was yeah. the worst part of uh, it. The, I mean, the <laughs> late '90s were the worst. Yeah, because the pendulum went back from from grunge into like almost like the new version. Like new metal was kind of like hair metal, you know? Like yeah, with, the, with your Fred Durst and you metal, uh, new metal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Weird. Yeah, we did. Uh, yeah, like I mean, Corn was. I liked I liked the first Corn album, and I still do. I you know I never really listened to Corn. I was just like the singer. Like I I heard he had a really traumatizing childhood, and you know I don't want to minimize that, but you know just just looking at like that guy, it just did not look like music i wouldn't really hear I coming it, from I that thought, person i thought he looked so cool like I when, <laughs> early on the new metal bands when i saw pictures of them before i actually heard them i was like yeah this is gonna be awesome mm-hmm. like seven dust they had such a cool name they looked cool and then i just i think he, he just looked like something like like i uh it's just like too overweight for someone that you know. <laughs> what <laughs> Yeah, I just like I was like, what you know, like there's nothing like fun that's gonna come out. I mean like Bro, you're too fat to rock. The guy wasn't fat, was he? Uh, I, there's just something like it just looked like something came out of like I drug out of a swamp somewhere. <laughs> like <laughs> like it just didn't seem like I don't know. It just like I was always, I'm always like about to dance. So, you uh, know, it are wasn't you a blues traveler. <laughs> <laughs> blues traveler was, it had its place. It had right. its place. None of these guys are mind. overweight. None of these guys are overweight. I, I just imagine like he looks sloppy. He looks sloppy. No, they looked cool. He's I definitely t- say what you will about corn. They looked cool. Why do I think he had greasy hair? He did have greasy hair. <laughs> That's not Do you expect cool. them to look like in sync in that band? <laughs> no. <They> were... <laughs> like Trent Reznor, like he rocked the whole dark thing, but he was cool. Yeah, but he was greasy. He was. He wasn't greasy. You're telling. I would question if the if the the, the was look... he greasy? Like closer was a great video. Yeah, it was fine, but it. It's and then like you was... like turn on the TV. It's like corn with this like uh, like yeah, swamp creature. How is that any different than like Marilyn Manson? Or well, that's why I stopped liking Marilyn Manson. I mean, like when he did like the kind of Willy Wonka thing, it, it like it worked. Right. Um, because like they kind of like altered the colors. It was like circusy yeah. and weird. Like that wasn't a circus. That was a swamp. <laughs> Like Donald Trump didn't drain that shit. Oh man! Well, I just wish the B girl (laughs) motif had caught on a lot more. Um, All right, let's let's move to another one here. This is from Julia Isaacs, Kingport, Kingsport, Tennessee. I'm just an '80s baby obsessed with the Beatles and other great bands of that era. Music, art, and poetry. 
So she missed out, probably. Like her deck. I think, I think that's what she's saying. She yeah, wasn't she part missed of the subculture. Yeah, I mean, I think like um, the '60s, like that was kind of well. Yeah, because that was like, you know, the Rolling Stones and the Beatles and which one you liked. I hear there's a lot of There's fights. a rivalry there. Yeah, and it was England, too. Um, from like, and like, I had to read a lot of stuff because um, I had to get the theories. Now, I wish I could remember more, but um, like apparently compared to the US, like England, um, like in the 60s and 70s actually panicked a lot more than um, Americans over like youth subculture. Like the first big panic was mm. between like, you know, mods and rockers like right. fighting um, on beaches during <laughs> bank holiday <laughs> weekends. <Some> beaches. <laughs> well, it, England's an island. Yeah. So there's a lot of. Beaches. Yeah, but there's stuff in between. <laughs> First of all, the, I don't think of beaches when I think of England. Oh, lovely like, England beaches. Oh, I just love basking in the sun. <laughs> Aloha <laughs> from, from England. Like beaches. <laughs> they are like pastry. Steel drums and coconuts. <laughs> I feel like England beaches are like foggy, like rocky. Yeah, like, yeah, like yeah. the um, every day is like Sunday song. Yeah, that's yeah, <laughs> yeah. what I there's imagine. Like, yeah, sad lighthouses droning in the yeah. background. Yeah. For like naval raids and that's but it. what was it like Tommy I think there was like beaches and people fighting it was one of those like, I know who, mods and rockers is a thing that's about all yeah. that contribute right. to this one right but they fight on beaches and it was like a big deal and people like did anyone ever grab like a swordfish and <laughs> no I think they had like brass knuckle I think it was just like fist fighting right. and alcohol was involved of course and, that's cool um yeah um it made lots of Headlines. Yeah, not a lot of rumbles going on these days. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know? Did they really between do that subcultures? In the past? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah sub that's the other thing. Like, th this is what I was thinking about because um, this, is, this is kind of like my argument for the death of subcultures as we know it in terms of kind of like uh, being linked to like a type of music and having its particular kind of dress, um, uh, like kind of markers of um, mm. like visual markers and uh, being associated with music is that teenagers um, now are, are like, like, do you remember what age you were? Not you, Jimmy, mm -hmm. but Mike, do you remember the f age you were when you um, first were allowed to just walk outside by yourself and go someplace? With no, no, not accompanied uh, by your sisters or your parents. Mother was okay with it by nineteen or so. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think like probably like seven to some degree. Yeah, so, so like seven. A, but yeah. yeah, like going to like neighbors' houses and like down yeah. the street yeah. and stuff. That was me. I would say like six or mm -hmm. seven. Mm -hmm. And now kids don't go out by themselves right. on their own, like to walk to a friend's house or like to the store, the spire, yeah. whatever, until they're about 13. Okay. Which is like crazy. They Most of them in their, like by the time they reach or before, like, by the time they reach 18, most of them, like, haven't had sex, 
haven't used drugs what or smoked a cigarette. What is wrong with this generation? I know, I know. Like, <laughs> These kids today. They haven't even fast. kissed somebody. <sighs> oh, my goodness. Um, well, I, like, and they live at home till they're like 30, yeah. which I'm, I'm not mad at. I'm just mad that I missed out on that being okay. Yeah. But like they haven't really like completed like these kind of basic tasks that we completed. Right. And a lot of it has to do with like, like sociologists think two things. One is that there were like big scares about like you know child abduction, satanic yeah. cults. Um, well, that I mean, like we would mods. have gotten those fears to mods and rockers, yeah. yeah. Um, but the other one is social media. Uh-huh. So that's why I think there's, you know, and I think also to a certain extent, like um, identity identity politics has kind of like taken over um, the place right, of subcultures. Right. Good point. Um, that's my speculation. Yeah. Um, that is good observation. So, is that, Jimmy, was that a thing when you were in high school? Identity politics? Yeah. Not nearly as much as right. it is now. So, I so teenagers are like political these days as far as cable news culture. Yeah, I mean like a good a good like example would be the um, March for Our Lives. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. where, like that was totally like organized by teenagers. Yeah, wow. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's like, and... You know, like a lot of chapters of Black Lives back Black Lives Matter, um, they've had like a, a they have like kid uh, not kid but like teen <laughs> right right like sure organizations sure. too. Yeah, I, I think kids are just a little bit more. I mean, even though some of that stuff's annoying, it's it's cool that they they seem to be a little bit more caring about the world. Yeah, than, than yeah. Our generation. Uh, like, I, I feel like teenagers like just really care about like the environment and stuff. But uh-huh. now it's like you know all kinds of social issues, which right. is cool. Yeah. But um, I, I think the fact that a lot of it they're doing online. Uh huh. Um, and a lot of life they're living online, like they're not. They're not getting outside the house, and a lot of it is because of their parents. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Is I find yeah. The, worrisome. Weird, the weird thing is, it's way safer than it was twenty years yeah. ago. Like, <laughs> well, crime's been declining since yeah. the seventies. Well, I not to contradict you, but I, from what I've read, it's it like at the, in the late sixties it shot up and then stayed up until like the mid nineties and then fell down. Maybe I'm wrong about that though. Yeah, yeah, nineties was pretty bad. I think. I, I I don't think so. I think I mean there was like the freak out over like a few child abductions. Well, yeah, of course, yeah. That, well, that was just a straight up hysteria that you could do any time. Like they'll they'll find like one kid that got kidnapped in a toy store or something, and then like I mean that's just that never ends. Like the, that's always a thing. Like they're gonna find like one thing that went wrong. Like of all the millions of people in America. And like make a big deal out of it and make everybody scared of, of something that's unlikely to happen. Mm-hmm. But I, I do think that like the fact that like culture has moved online and not um, like on location, I guess, sure. has like like you you don't need to have like the signifiers of clothes and right. music and like a common culture mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um i think that might be part of it mm-hmm. that's just my that's my speculation okay. that's my original thought the other stuff about like teenagers not having sex anymore not having like Bullshit. romantic Jeez. relationships i'm serious um like not leaving the house by themselves until they're 13 those are right. all like 
sociologist uh, statistics. Hmm. I wish um, I could rem- remember the name of them. I'm, I feel bad not giving them credit, but uh, yeah. Um, well, what, what was your, what subcultures were you involved in, Aaron? Oh God. Like I did the goth thing. I did the punk thing. Um, and then like I did the grunge thing. And then between like the grunge thing and the punk thing, I just was like this horrible, like kind of mix this is like my worst one I was I was like 12 I was like this horrible mix of I would just like kind of grab anything that like looked cool <laughs> it was right. kind of like like having a lot of weird knickknacks in sure. your house only on your body right right so right. I had like these tie-dyed overalls with like this like sequin shirt <laughs> And uh, like one of those four non blondes, like top hats. <laughs> nice. <laughs> that was my worst. Yeah. Wow. All right. Yeah, I was kind of similar in that I didn't really, I didn't really know the norms, and I just kind of like whatever looked cool. But I didn't do a whole lot of it. Like I mostly stayed regular guy, just jeans and t shirt, basically because from whatever reason the kids that I hung out with did that, you know. And we kind of for some reason we thought it was not cool to like get too punk or to like really that's that's not really you're wearing a uniform, man. That's, that's conforming. conforming. Yeah, exactly. Real punk is in here. Oh, absolutely. I agree with that. I I consider myself punk. Yeah, (laughs) and the thing about being a poser, like that was a... Oh, yeah. You want to be a poser. Right. That was being canceled in high school. Ooh, like anytime anyone said that, like, you know, like you start to sweat. I remember that that word crept into my middle school in eighth grade and went viral like nobody's business. (laughs) (laughs) What happened? It was just, it just became the cool word to say like overnight. Did you call like each other or did you just kind of like put it out there? Both, both. We'd have hypothetical conversations about posers. <laughs> we would call each other posers. We'd accuse. There was like a witch hunt of being like, "You call somebody else a poser, so you're not a poser." Even and all the while, I I don't think I knew what it meant for a while. <laughs> I didn't want to ask. Well, it's like you're posing. Yeah, I know now. A, like, having a hypothetical question, inside. I realize now. Yeah. A hypothetical conversation is the ultimate poser conversation. <laughs> <laughs> it's like yeah, this we, conversation isn't even real, bro. Yeah, this whole like thing a, is a poser. Yeah, I'm picturing like a, a 50s style talk show with cigarettes where we're yeah. wearing suits. And, uh, <laughs> now we have one of the greatest minds of our time here to discuss being Posing. a poser. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, there was that. Yeah, it was such a big deal. You know, yeah. it was such a big deal. Like, and it was like. Yeah, you got to hunt out those like unauthentic. Social social acceptance becomes almost like an obsession in high school. Like it's it's so yeah. potent and strong, you know? Mm-hmm. Was it like that for you, Jimmy? Yeah, I remember feeling self-conscious about like if I wasn't hanging out with somebody or doing something after school right. every day, yeah. I thought I was a loser. Like I would like literally I would go home after school and be like, oh, dude, I can't believe I'm not chilling with somebody i'm such a loser it's like a wednesday at right, 3 right. p.m yeah, yeah. i'm like what am i doing there's people looking through your window like what is up with that loser what is he, <laughs> a weirdo for god's sakes it's a wednesday afternoon go out and do something <laughs> see i was really lucky like because i went to school for the arts so like I, that's everybody what I done. W- was like a little eccentric i should have i wish i had 
but I um, it's a, it was a lot of work though, and I really half-assed it. But um, yeah, like it was, everybody was kind of cool to do their own thing. Um, I didn't really realize it until later, but um, I think uh, I think one of my friends had uh, what they would call now Aspergers. Uh-huh. Um, and yeah, there's some really strange people like in my class, sure. but nobody like nobody judged. Um, right. You know. Right. Yeah. I, sh- I wish. I- Did you go to Carver? No, I went to the real. Deal. Oh, okay. I went to. Oh, Baltimore my friend's the my friend's son goes there. I went there recently actually to go to his like. Uh, show or whatever what everybody shows their stuff and has a table out oh okay yeah he actually did the uh cover art for my new little mini special oh, cool. it's really cool yeah it was so fun is he, is he in visual art yeah he does like graphic design and uh and painting mm-hmm. stuff like that um I love how you referred to Baltimore School for the Art. That's the real deal. Yeah, Carver. Car- we were posers. rivals. Yeah, they're posers. Carver was posers. a big football game against Carver we every didn't, year. We didn't have sports. <laughs> I know, we yeah. didn't have sports. Carver Where everyone gets sports. hurt immediately. Yeah. Oh, they had sports. Carver had sports, oh, so they weren't real. You guys not... have a track and field. What a yeah. bunch of posers. Weirdos. We didn't even have a gym. Oh, we my had a, a dry up swimming pool because that place used to be a hotel. So it's just a big old <laughs> hole in the ground where people would go to smoke. The kids. <laughs> Who got bullied were the bullies at Harvard. <laughs> right. They were the cool ones. They got swirlies. They were cool. <laughs> has it? Has anyone ever gotten a swirly in real life? No. I hope so. I think that's so. I think that's such like a classic thing, like that's a wedgie just, and a I swirl. I feel like that's just something that shows up in like John Waters right, movies. Right, right. Purple nurple, wet willies. These things need to come back. Exist. Those are classic bully things. That Wedgies I think come happen. Back. You go back to high school, Jimmy. Right. I will. Oh, dude, I would go on a tear. <laughs> <laughs> so, what's our next one? Uh, all right, this is our last one. This is from uh, Bree Baraday Hayes, Baltimore, Maryland. I was goth then as well. I tried to escape it, but apparently I'm, it's an intrinsic part of my being. Hmm. She's still goth. You don't choose to be goth. You're born goth. Yeah, right. that's that's like the whole authenticity uh, thing. Um, yeah. Yeah. If you come out crying, that means you're goth. Yeah. <laughs> um, they put you in the goth ward. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful baby. The, the gender reveal part is just a black balloon. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, God. Yeah. So some people stay within their subculture, which I did a little bit. I'm still a little, like, grungy, I think, right? A little mm-hmm. bit a little bit punk, you know? Yeah. Like a little, uh, you know, I, uh, I wear a slipknot mask probably two days a week. Yeah, it's acceptable. That's standard. Yeah, I feel like um, there. Uh, I feel like there was a point where it was just like, like there was, you know. That's why. That's why I was kind of speculating. Did subculture and like the whole hipster phenomenon just kind of take over? Mm. Because I, I like I just kind of found that like after going through like so many subcultures right. like i really didn't want to be anyone because they were like all kind of great and i just kind of wanted to just yeah. combine things it was right, right. more interesting yeah. and like is that um, our culture in general now like as far as media and stuff is there any real like i was listening to some direct the director of mandy have you seen mandy it's mm-mm. really awesome you should see it he's he's saying how like time like when you choose a style from the past or whatever like there's no 
you just it's like choosing a color you know what i mean you don't have to like decide like we're gonna make a movie that's like in the style of something from the mid 80s you know you just like you just because every style is out there you just take from whatever you want and put it together and i feel like music is kind of like that now yeah i i don't know um (sighs) yeah it's that's a weird, weird question. I feel like that's another question for another time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, like, is there any, like, is there anything new in the world, or is it just like combos of, of right. things? Right. I mean, I guess it's always like that to some degree, but I do kind of feel like it's reached a singularity. Like, it's you can't write a joke that hasn't been written by somebody out there. You can't make a good guitar riff that hasn't been written by someone. Huh. I want to get back to what she's saying. Like, so she's like stuck with her subculture. I guess I'd want to know like more about her. Uh-huh. Like how old she is. I think like our age. Um, cause I feel like I know like a lot of older people. Um, I know a lot of older people in Krishna core bands, um, <laughs> who, uh, who, you know, they don't, it, it, they they still like identify with that time whereas right. i don't identify uh you know hardcore was so young i guess right. you know they were all so young so like like you know people and i don't identify with like my late teens you know mm-hmm. um well there, there's a time when like music every like emotions are so intense in adolescence i think that like music and romance it, it like becomes almost a religion you know like it becomes like a part of your being no <laughs> all right I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I guess, like, maybe it's as much, like, maybe you identify, like, with the times that you get the most credit for. Like, I don't really identify at all with my master's degree, but I do identify a lot with my bachelor's degree. (laughs) Like, I'm more proud of that. You know, I identify with that more. Uh But I attribute that to my master's just, being like too easy. Mm-hmm. I didn't have to work very hard. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. No, when you struggle for something, it's like more rewarding. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oops. Uh, so, but I, I don't know. Um, I guess it just depends on the, the person. Mm-hmm. Um, I, f- I feel like I'd have to meet her and talk to yeah. her more. And, and it does seem like the norm for people our age is like a little bit punk now, you know, like nobody dresses like, you know, a suit and tie. If they do, there's like a little bit of irony to it. But like, I like, I think I'm wearing everything. I like this shirt and these pants. I mean, I'm going like really lazy today, but I think they're all from like old Navy. <laughs> well, one <laughs> says old Navy in yeah. giant fonts. So oh probably. yeah. Down the, <laughs> That's the side. <laughs> well, we couldn't see it because of the camouflage, didn't you? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> nice try. Um, just a floating word, Old Navy, on the couch. <laughs> oh, my somehow, right? yeah. Explain it. My paraplegic cousin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. You shouldn't say that. Sounds like the you, world's you worst might hurt sitcom. your ankle, too. <laughs> no, I, I meant because your legs, I can't see your legs because they're camouflage. My I wasn't making fun cousin. of your ankle injury. That was the dumbest joke. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, she almost wishes you were you were making fun of her ankle injury. Right, yeah. Joke so bad. yeah. All right, cut cut <laughs> the part out where I explain the joke. Um, <laughs> I liked it. I thought it was cool. Yeah, I I I don't I don't know. I've, it's such a hard question to answer. I want to meet right. her though. Right. I'd like to talk to her more, actually. Okay. Well, maybe I'll connect you two. <laughs> confessional connection. That's how it works. <laughs> <laughs> missed confession. What, what is the missed connections phenomenon? You know about that? That's like a newspaper thing, right? Yeah, where people will be like, I saw you in a restaurant and I you think, looked at me. I think you're just uh, quoting the song You're Beautiful by James Blunt. I saw you on the subway. You were with another man, and I don't. You know what song that is? No. You're beautiful. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. whole song is about a misconnection. Really. And then he says, "But it's time to face the truth. I will never be with you." And so that's. Did like he the try mo- the misconnections? No, I don't even think he tried that hard. Well, he just kind of said, yeah. you know, he just kind of said, "Fuck it." Like I was like, "Dude, it's 2002. I'm pretty sure you can still take out." a uh, misconnection ad absolutely paper. but the, did those ever work did anyone ever actually you know what you, you know what um when i worked at the hookah lounge like mm. really late i would come into paper moon do you remember the waitress um who had like blonde hair oh um, uh, yeah, blue I, eyes. How could I? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because I would get home really late and I would have like fun reading those misconnection yeah. things on Craigslist. Yeah, or, and one time I found one. Paper, one time I found one no for way. her. No way. Yes. That is so weird. <laughs> and then I showed it to her. <laughs> I can't believe she didn't tell me. We talked about stuff like that all the time. That's Maybe awesome. She didn't I don't know. That. It might have been when you weren't working there. It, was it like she, they they saw her at the diner? Yeah, it was like it was like this weak, creepy love letter. To her. Oh my god! Wow, I cannot believe she didn't tell me that. She probably thought it was you, dude. <laughs> no, she knew who it was. Wow! Oh, no! Wow! Man. I feel like that would be fun to do to like prank someone though. I mean, not not in, like a cruel way where they think someone's in love with them, but just like in a funny, you know, way. Like, uh, I don't know. Yeah. I no, this this is like I saw serious. You picking I'm, up a, a rat I'm trying to remember. It like had some song lyrics. I can't remember oh, what the song man. was. And the person was serious. Like, I mean, it's sa- like it sounded serious. I just like gave it to her, and she was like, "Oh, I know who that uh, is." So it was probably kind of a stalker situation. Oh, I see. I I, I would guess, right, but right. like she didn't tell me the whole. Wow! Wow! Thing. Wow! Zoinks! Wow! Giving me insider information from my own life that I wasn't aware of. <laughs> <laughs> That's always weird. The more you know. I just thought it was weird that like I would. Because it was just something I would do to like yeah. sit, go home and just like look at something. It was right, like totally right. meaningless. Well, we had them. We had we, we used to look at them in the diner too because they're in the city paper. Oh, I would. This was on Craigslist. Mm. That I would look at. Okay. Um, it was just like you know, right? Because I get home like five. Yeah. Who um, just scours? Oh, did I ever tell you about the bloody car? No. Oh, that was quick. a messed up story. Up. Okay. Tell, me, tell us real quick. Okay. Um. Actually, no. Actually, I'm kind of scared to on. Uh, I forgot we were being recorded. 
Yeah, that's with the microphone and yeah. you know, all this equipment. Yeah. <laughs> that's why all this stuff is around my face. Sign that says recording that's always <laughs> open when we're not recording. <laughs> that waiver that you sign that says I am okay with being recorded. I don't think I signed or... anything like that. <laughs> mm. All right. All right. Well, so we're not going to hear about the bloody car. No. Just give us the gist. Give us the gist. No, it's just us. It's kind of disturbing um i would hope so if it's called the bloody car yeah uh, it's an uplifting I, story I, I, i'm actually, <laughs> I'm actually original film. getting scared to tell it all right all right all right guys well this has been an excellent podcast thank you so much for coming by aaron let's do it real let's yes do it again real soon back. of course and uh jimmy thank you as always you're welcome and we will see you next time on the, the confessional, confessional.